0: you. Mm-hmm. Hello, <laughs> la 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 Hey, folks, and welcome to episode 32. Of I bleed pinstripes. I guess I'm in a good mood, and unfortunately, I, you know, try to. I am so unprofessional. I hope you didn't hear that tweet back there. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, once I start doing this, and all of a sudden, everybody wants to get in touch with me. But uh, I got to do a radio show. <laughs> I don't know why I have the giggles. But uh, anyway, welcome to episode 32 of the I Bleed Pinstripe Show. Uh, I, I, it's a, a kind of a weekly podcast, though I don't do it every every week. It's, it's when kind of when I want to do it. And uh, yeah, so uh, as you know, uh, episode 32. So we go back, let's check out some of the people who've worn number 32 for the Yankees. Not a lot. Very, very short list. Maybe the shortest, I think. We've come with, I guess Babe Ruth might be the shortest one. (laughs) And uh, Gehrig. Excuse me. Uh, Well, it was first given out in 1929 to Arndt Jorgens. Uh, He wore that for a year. Then it was Ken Holloway's turn. And actually, three people wore the number in uh, 1930. Frank Barnes and Bill Carlin. In 1932, two people wore it. Dusty Cook and Eddie Phillips. And then uh, 38 to 39, Steve Sundra. Uh, and then the first name that you'll recognize, because I didn't recognize any of those other names. Uh, he would also, this guy would also become the Yankee manager after, uh, I think it was um, Casey Stengel, uh, Ralph Houk, And uh, he wore it from 1947 to 1954. And then, of course, uh, the great Elston Howard, the first black man ever to wear the pinstripes, he wore it from 1955 to 1967. Uh, the number has been retired. No one in Yankee history will ever wear it. it. It got me thinking that what if I get to the point in this radio show where, I mean, there's probably going to get to numbers where nobody's going to have a number. I mean, I would be so happy if we got to episode like 107. And I was like, well, what am I going to do to open up the show? I, I guess I have to figure out something else to do. Anyway, uh, it is a day after my birthday, and uh, March 6th, uh, the Yankees have played a few games. It's kind of been boring. It's nice to, I uh, watched the, the second game of the season on Yes, um, and it's just great to see the pinstripes, it's great to see, you know, some new players, uh, seeing what numbers they're wearing, you know, stuff like that is great. But, uh, I mean, you know, the, the constant, constant Alex Rodriguez talk is just, has really bummed me out because I don't like the one, you you guys know I don't like the guy. So uh, the last thing I want to do is read a story about a guy (laughs) who I don't like. And it seems the media, that is all they're doing. I don't listen to Mike Francesa, but uh, the show before it, Joe and Evan, they were promoting that um, the Yankee beat reporter for WFAN, Sweeney Murdy, would be calling in you know, before every A-Rod bat to let Mike know and uh, let the FAN audience know what he does. It. <laughs> is it bad? This is a spring training game. Is it that? Do I need to have? Do I need to hear everything that he, this guy is doing? I, I just think it's ridiculous. I'd love my thing about spring training that I've always loved is, you know, every day in the paper, you learn about a new guy. And I'd like to I'd like to know that there's so many new guys on this team. I, I, can we can we figure that out? Anyway, uh, so I'm kind of sick of that. <laughs> Take more pauses when I need to. <laughs> anyway, the other big story I guess in the last couple of weeks, the Yankees did not get uh, Mocada who uh, signed with the Red Sox. He's the 19 year old Cuban kid, and uh, the Yankees uh, were not willing to go. I think they. Uh, Their offer was twenty-seven millions. Plus, it would I think they would have added another thirty million to that because they've already gone over their international uh, spending budget. So they would have been pretty much doubling that. And the Red Sox, I think, also double that. So they the Red Sox invested over sixty million dollars on a nineteen-year-old kid. Who you know, I'm no scout. You know, people say he's going to be amazing, but you don't know. So it's a huge risk for people who say the Yankees are cheap, it's kind of weird. You know, the Yankees can never win when they do spend a lot. People are upset that they spend so much money when they don't spend a lot people are like, they're cheap. So you just can't win with some people. Um, I don't have a problem with them not signing. They seem to have done, they went way very, they went very crazy during the international signing period and they signed a lot of young kids. We'll see how that turns out. They've, uh, their goal, it seems, over the last over the winter, was to bolster the minor league uh, system, which is very important, and it seems that they had kind of forgotten about. Um, they seem to have had a good draft, and uh, yeah, they they look like they want to they want to build something that's going to last for a long time. Uh, looking at like the Cardinals especially the Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals just keep bringing them up. It's just amazing what that organization has done. I hate the Cardinals. I used to like them in the 80s. I, don't, I just don't like the Cardinals anymore. Um, I don't really know why. I just don't like the Cardinals. Anyway, uh, other big news, uh, the Yankees are, I think I mentioned the Yankees are back on WPIX, and it made me remember, you know, growing up and watching picks, Frank Messer, Bill White, Phil Rizzuto, Those were the three guys. And if you didn't know it, they also did the radio side. So they would do three innings. I think they each did six innings on the radio and six on the uh, TV side. So they would rotate back and forth. And I think there was another broadcaster, I still haven't located his name, who was always like the radio guy. He was the play-by-play. And then these guys would come in and uh, it was great. It was great fun. A lot of times I would listen to the radio and you know, in, during one game, I'd go to the radio because I wanted to keep listening to Rizzuto, and then come back to the TV to listen to Rizzuto. So it was a different time back then. Um, but I just remember Sundays were probably my favorite days because you'd wake up, you got, uh, you probably had some Three Stooges on P, uh, Channel Eleven, WPIX in New York. Uh, you had some Three Stooges to watch, maybe some F Troop, um, and then you know, like a two-hour. Uh, Abbott and Costello movie, which was like my favorite thing growing up. Then you have uh, This Week in Baseball with Mel Allen, and then, you know, Yankee ball game, which was amazing. And if you got a rain delay, it wasn't horrible because you'd get like four or five <laughs> F troops in a row, which was for me, was just, you know. And at the time, not realizing that that was a Mel Brooks, I believe Mel Brooks wrote on that show. And, you know, you look back now and you're like, oh, yeah, I can see that. It was one of the most ridiculous shows uh calamity jane was just what a fox she was um but yeah it's it just uh having the yankees back on channel 11 seems like the right thing uh it seems weird that they were like on channel 9 and channel 5 but you know everything's about money and and uh, you know you're gonna go where the money is so that's that's what it is and the reason they probably went back to channel 11 was not because of nostalgia it was probably because of money um Also, a lot has gone on about the face of the Yankees and now that Jeter is gone and with... uh you know, it seems to be an open, you know, everybody wants to like anoint somebody. Or who's going to be the new face? Is it going to be Batanzas? Is it going to be McCann? Is it going to be Gardner? You know, let the season play out first and let's see who's going to be the face of the Yankees. Or maybe it's, you know, this is going to be a much different team than I think any other Yankee team that's ever come across, along. This is, not you know, this is going to have to be a team effort, you know. Uh, this is not a star-laden team where, you know, like in 2009, you know, you had a Johnny Damon, you had a Nick Swisher, you had, you know, Kakarot at third, Jeter, uh, Tashera, Cano. I mean, team was loaded. And it's not that kind of a team anymore as far as stars go. It seems like it's, you know, the Yankees don't have the big stars anymore. They have great guys on their team, I think. They're a very likable team. But, you know, baseball's changed so much. Everybody's got money. Everybody's got TV money. You know, look at the Mariners have spent a lot of money in the last few years. The Rangers have spent a lot of money. Um, obviously, the Red Sox spend a ton of money. Um, you know, the Phillies, for some reason, <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. Uh, but it's amazing that they were in that 2009 World Series. They are a shell of their former self. And uh, we'll probably, by uh, midseason, Cliff Lee will probably be gone. Uh, and uh, as well as whatever other pieces they have on that team. Uh, Ryan Howard, um, I can't remember who else is on that team. I know they have another great pitcher, but uh, they are done as an organization right now. They're probably like in a five-year plan right now. Um, but again, we'll see who the face of the Yankees is. And If the Yankees win, people will go to the stadium, and if they're an exciting team, that's all you can hope for is that they're an exciting team. That makes you want to watch, you know. Last year was like I, I've said before. I, I thought last year was kind of a boring year, kind of a boring team. Got better in the second half. We'll see what happens. Uh, I think so far a good thing about spring training is that all the Yankees are healthy. I know that uh, one of the young catchers uh, who's in the minor league he uh, busted up his shoulder, so he's gone for uh, he's gone for the season. But the Yankees are pretty deep in their in their catching. But uh, yeah, it's a very healthy team right now. So knock on wood. Um, if you didn't know it, but uh, the New York City Football Club will also be playing at Yankee Stadium this year. And if you also didn't know it, their schedule also runs from March to October and they will be playing at Yankee Stadium. Uh, my my big deal with this is, uh, you know you know, how is the field going to look? Uh, will the field be torn up? Uh, they have built in three days. The Yankee stadium, they feel that they need, the crew feels like they need three days to turn the field from pitch back to baseball. Uh, the mound will never be messed with because the field is not, uh, will not be in play. The mound will not be in play of the uh, pitch. Um, but I do worry that, you know, the stadium will get eaten up a bit uh, again, money, uh, again, well, not again, but, uh, the New York city football club has not found a home yet, which they, you know, they, they plan to do this here for the next three years. And, you know, if not longer, cause they have not yet signed a deal or figured out where they're going to build a new stadium. And, uh, So we'll see the the Yankees ground crew and the Yankees organization think that this will not be a problem. We will see. (laughs) It will be something to look towards, you know, look forward to all year to see if there's any problems. Um, And I guess my last thing is sort of something that Brian Cashman said yesterday, which I thought was just like, I don't know. Look, Derek Jeter is gone. He's one of the greatest Yankees of all time, if not the greatest Yankee in the last 50 years. Uh, you know, him and Mariano, you know, one, two. Uh, he was the captain. He was a great captain. And uh, Yankees don't necessarily need captains or, like, you know, when Mattingly left after 95, I mean, Jeter picked it up in 2003. So there was no captain, but he, Jeter was certainly the leader. I would even say he was the leader from the first day he, came, he he played in 96, his first full season. But Brian Cashman came out yesterday stating that he doesn't think that the Yankees should ever have another captain. I just think it's a weird thing to go out and say, why would you even bring that up? I mean, you know, I don't know. I, it just seems like a weird thing to say. Sometimes Brian... Cashman just says things that I'm just, I, I I just wish he would just kind of be quiet and, you know, take care of what needs to be taken care of. I think sometimes there's just maybe nothing else to talk about. There's, there's A-Rod and that's it. And it's like, you know, we're going to miss Jeter. Hopefully the, you know, the clubhouse to me I, sometimes it doesn't, I don't know if it really matters when you look at the 77, 78 Yankees. These teams, these guys were going. These guys were crazy, and there were a lot of fights in the clubhouse. I don't know if there were a lot of fights. I know that Reggie Jackson. It might have been kind of twenty-four versus one, but there was a lot of controversy, the Bronx Zoo, and everything. So you don't need the clubhouse to be, you know, happy-go-lucky for a team to win. We've seen this in the past. Teams can thrive, you know, from not getting along. As long as they play together, that's all that matters. The Yankees do have a lot of, you know older guys, and I don't want to say older guys, but they've got CC and Brian McCann. So it shouldn't be a problem, Um, but we'll see. (laughs) It's going to be an interesting uh, spring training. Uh, So far, like I said, it's not really anything related to report. Uh, It's too early. Guys are just getting their work in. Um, I hope, like like me, I, I hope that you do not worry about whether the Yankees win or lose spring training games because they mean nothing. I remember one year they were like horrible in training, but it didn't matter. And I think they won 116 games. So that's the way it goes. Anyway, folks, uh, I'm going to wrap this up. Um, I hope to have more next week. Uh, And also, I would like if you guys could, because I know there are listeners out there. So please tell me what you like, what you dislike you know, put, post it on the uh, iTunes page, post it on the SoundCloud page, post it on our Facebook page. I bleed pinstripes. Uh, tweet me at I bleed pinstripe, but let me know. What do you think of this show? Do you think it's crap? Sometimes I think it's crap. Sometimes I barely can listen to myself and I do listen to the show, but sometimes I can barely listen and I go, oh my God, what are you doing, dude? (laughs) What are you talking about? because I'm pretty much doing this off the cuff. I do try to have a few notes and I look, and look at my computer here and looking. But uh, yeah, I just uh, trying to figure things out and you know, trying to do a good show. Like I said, I'm going to be going to broadcasting school in a few weeks, so I hope that will uh, pick up, uh, make the show a little better. Is that, even, is that even the correct phrasing, Jason? Make the show better. <laughs> I hope the show gets better. <laughs> You know, we'll put some pops in and everything. I mean, Jason, on the other side, as they say, on the other side, I could say the other side of the glass. He's not here with me. I do this show in New Haven. He's out in Santa Cruz. And uh, probably, I don't know what he's doing out there. But he's out there. And uh, so when I give him this show, it's, you know, it's a blind thing. He can't can't stop the show in the middle and go like, Oh, that sucked. Let's do it again. No, I've got to... Send it to him, and he lets me know, and he does a great job of editing and uh, making me sound good. Anyway, that's all for me from New Haven. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. This has been a presentation of Hatfield Digital.